Welcome to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. I'm Pastor Kristen Stone King. Our mission at Epworth is to live out God's love for all. We strengthen our faith as we worship, study, develop a creative, supportive community, and serve others. Together, we encourage each other, challenge each other, and welcome all people on their journey of faith. We are a reconciling congregation, meaning that persons of all sexual orientations and gender identities are welcomed to help transform our church and our world into the full expression of Christ's inclusive love. We are a sanctuary church advocating for the rights and dignity of immigrants, and we stand in solidarity with the movement for Black Lives. Our podcast blends a taste of the music that we experience here in worship on Sunday mornings, along with a scripture reading and a message. Today's scripture reading is Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 3 and 8 through 16. It's the meaning of faith. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Indeed, by faith, our ancestors received approval. By faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. The faith of Abraham. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to set out for a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he set out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he stayed for a time in the land he had been promised, as in a foreign land, living in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked forward to the city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, he received power 
of procreation, even though he was too old and Sarah herself was barren, because he considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one person, and this one as good as dead, descendants were born, quote, as many as the stars of heaven and as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. All of these died in faith without having received the promises, but from a distance they saw and greeted them. They confessed that they were strangers and foreigners on earth. For people who speak in this way make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of the land that they had left behind, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Indeed, he has prepared a city for them. This is the word. Land. 
You say weeping, 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 weeping in the promised land. You say weeping, weeping, oh weeping, weeping in the promised land. Pharaoh's army. Is knocking on the door, weeping in the promised land. Shoot you in your bed just like they done before, weeping in the promised land. Out in the street on your neck with the knee, all the people are crying your last words. I can't breathe. And the white judge says, there's been no crime here today. Weeping in the promised land. Oh, we're weeping, weeping in the promised land. You say weeping. 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 Weeping in the promised land. Oh, we're weeping. Weeping. Say weeping, weeping, weeping in the promised land. Oh, we're weeping, weeping, oh, weeping, weeping in the promised land. Let the church say amen. Amen. Thank you, Judy, Diane. It is so good to be home and to be home at Epworth. I give thanks to your pastor, Kristen, for inviting me to bring the word today. Jim and I have been worshiping with you online, and I see he has become a new recruit for the choir today. So it is a great joy to be with you. Let us prepare our hearts. May the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God our strength, and our Redeemer. Amen. I want you to know that I wrote this sermon before I knew that two biblical scholars were going to be sitting right over here. Because I'm beginning the sermon with the New Revised Jerusalem English Studied by Odette version of the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 1. Faith is being sure about the things for which we hope, the reality of what we do not now see. And later in the text, our ancestors lived and died by faith. They desired a better country. Anybody here desire a better country? The letter to the Hebrews is really more a sermon than a letter. The writer encourages people to trust God, people who are living amid great transitions and hostilities. This letter was preached to people who were discouraged and exhausted. It exhorted them to listen to their longing, trust their hope, 
to know the reality of what is unseen and to desire a better country. Now at various times, Jeffrey and Benny, the author of this text, deemed 60s to 90s, was thought to be Paul, Barnabas, Priscilla, Aquila, and Apollos. Now for a variety of reasons, which I'm glad to discuss with you later, my vote goes to Priscilla. I love to read this letter. I love to read letters. I love to read. All throughout my life, in stressful times, I read a lot of fiction. An old friend of mine loves to tease me about the fact that during final exams in seminary at Boston University, I read George Eliot's Middlemarch. In 1963, James Baldwin said in a magazine interview, you think your pain and your heartbreak are unprecedented in the history of the world, but then you read. It was books, Dostoevsky and Dickens, that taught me that the things that tormented me most were the very things that connected me to all the people who were alive or who had ever been alive. The things that torment us connect us. The things that encourage us connect us in a communion across time and space. Faith is being sure about the things for which we hope. The reality of what we do not see now. John Wesley, founder of the Methodist movement, just days before his death, Wesley wrote a letter to William Wilberforce. Wilberforce was under attack because he had just introduced a bill in the British Parliament in 1791 to end slavery. Wesley wrote, if God be for you, who can be against you? Are all of them together stronger than God? Go on in the name of God and in the power of God's might till even American slavery, the vilest that ever saw the sun, shall vanish away before it. Assurance. And active commitment in community encourages us in difficult times. What are the stories, the histories we tell, the letters we receive and send, the living letters we become? Hebrews 11 centers on the stories of Abraham and Sarah. By faith, Abraham when he was called by God, went out not knowing where he was going. Have any of you experienced that? He went out not knowing where he was going. He and Sarah journeyed as strangers, aliens in the land, trusting the promises of God. When we follow God's call and don't know where we're going or how or when we will get there, heaven knows. Not long ago in this sanctuary, surrounded by fabulous shirts, we celebrated the life of Lloyd Elliott. 
I know that Annette and others close to Lloyd remember that Lloyd's call to launch and lead Epworth's relationship with the community in Nueva Guinea, Nicaragua, came to Lloyd in the midst of a very challenging time in his own life. And he started out without knowing where the journey would take him or us. There's one image that I cherish so much. Imagine this, Lloyd traveling by himself on the first trip, getting a ride in the back of a truck from Managua to Nueva Guinea, a longer journey before the highway was completed, not knowing what would happen when he got there. And then he arrived, and there across the town square was a banner, Welcome Lloyd Elliot. <laughs> Faith is being sure about the things for which we hope, the reality of what we do not now see. Unseen things can be scary, unnerving, like viruses, and powerful because, because we cannot see them. Spiritual leader and teacher, Dean of Marsh Chapel, Dr. Howard Thurman, spiritual teacher to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., often spoke of contagion as shape, a shaping force in his life and faith. It might feel too soon, too close for that image. But for Thurman, his grandmother, who had been enslaved in Florida before the Civil War, taught him that slave was not her identity. Thurman said that his grandmother's profound dignity as one made in the image of God was irresistible, like contagion. Last year, many of you know, I served as interim senior pastor at the American Church in Paris, an international church whose membership include people from 47 nations. There, after much prayer, listening, study, ACP's church council affirmed a biblically rooted gospel welcome received by the whole congregation. It included these words, we believe that we are called to love and welcome all people of all socioeconomic backgrounds, ethnicities, races, nationalities, gender identities, and sexual orientations. This was a big step for this congregation to take. They began by listening to people who had been harmed by the church's past practices and blessed by your prayers and experiences and by dozens of Bible-centered study groups and a town meeting with hundreds led by Adam Hamilton, a Kansas United Methodist pastor, and by visits from Randall Miller and sermons from Jeffrey Kwan and the preaching and teaching of Kenyan United Methodist pastor Grace Imatu, now in the Chicago area. All these letters of encouragement sermons, visits, encourage the ACP community on its journey to live by faith. 
Our ancestors lived and died by faith. They desired a better country. U.S. Senator Cory Booker, when he was a law student at Yale, he did legal work for low-income residents in Newark, New Jersey. At a commencement address, Senator Booker tells of his encounter with Miss Jones, the tenant leader of a high-rise housing project in Newark. She told him, you need to understand something, that the world you see outside of you is a reflection of what you have inside of you. And if you only see problems and despair, that's all there's ever going to be. But if you're one of those stubborn people who every time you open your eyes, you see hope, possibility, and love, and even the face of God, then you can help me make a change. Faith is not certainty, it is trust. The reality of what we do not now see. The 11th chapter of the letter to the Hebrews is filled with names of people and communities who lived and died and rejoiced and suffered and struggled by faith. By faith, Abraham offered. By faith, Moses was hidden. By faith, the people crossed the Red Sea. By faith, 18 times that phrase is said in one chapter. Beloved, we live our lives in a larger frame than we can imagine, on a canvas too vast for us to comprehend. Even if we cannot see the whole thing, even if we give our lives to just one piece of God's vision for creation, by faith we know that the whole magnificent work of art exists in the mind of the creator of all that was and is and is to be. Trusting in that, we can carry on. As the late Dr. Houston Smith, who is a good and beloved friend of this community, said, the infinite is that out of which you cannot fall. In his book, The Soul of Christianity, Houston wrote these words, Modernity assumes that we must begin with how the world appears to us and extrapolate from there. Science, animals, and traditional peoples do not begin with such a self-world divide. And then he quoted William Blake, who is quick to notice the mistake of that divide, says, the dim window of our soul distorts the heavens from pole to pole and leads us to believe the lie that we see with, not through the eye. To walk by faith and not by sight does not mean stumbling around in the dark. Sometimes it does, but most of the time, not. But moving boldly forward by the light we do have, even if the only faith we have is as tiny as a mustard seed. The letter Sermon to the Hebrews addresses spiritual issues today, the movement of God in solidarity with the movement of peoples. Today, while there are those intimidated and threatened by such movement and change and find 
phobic resonance in the chant, Stop the Steal, that is a chant and slogan f about far more than an election. A migrant worker god, in the words of Roisano, is moving into new arenas, still creating and redeeming. One of the life-changing stories I heard about Archbishop Desmond Tutu was his response during apartheid when the notorious South African security police burst into St. George's Cathedral while Tutu was preaching. Jim Wallace was there and he described that the Archbishop stopped in the midst of his sermon. He looked as the intruders lined the walls of the cathedral. After meeting their eyes with his, Tutu acknowledged their power and said, you are powerful, very powerful. But then he reminded them that he served a higher power, greater than their political authority. Then, in what Wallace describes as the most extraordinary challenge to political tyranny he had ever witnessed, Desmond Tutu told the armed representatives of South African apartheid, since you have already lost, I invite you today to come and join the winning side. <laughs> he said it with a smile and enticing warmth in his invitation, but with a clarity and a boldness that took everyone's breath away. Faith is being sure about the things for which we hope. The reality, the reality of what we do not now see. Two weeks ago, I received a surprising note and, um, from Betsy, a member of First United Methodist Church San Leandro, a church I served in the 1990s. Betsy wrote, I have been slowly going through old pictures and memorabilia during the pandemic. I came across this essay about you that Peter wrote in his first year in high school, and I want you to have it. Peter, her younger son, who was a wild thing, <laughs> is now a public defender in Yolo County, helping those with no voice. His essay was written in 1999, and it's entitled, My Saint. And it began, the person I would make a saint is my preacher, Odette. She is really awesome. Every time someone is in need or sick, Odette will visit them. She took me and the youth group down to LA to help some of the homeless and paint a church. For this, for us, this is something we would rarely do. But for Odette, she does it all the time. It is normal for her to do something like this. She always goes to homeless shelters. Now, I was shocked and challenged by reading this note because I don't remember that trip. And I did not, do not, or ever go all the time to homeless shelters or work teams or anything like. And it was part of my job as pastor to go with the youth group. And yes, I am no saint, amen? <laughs> but somehow, by just showing up for work, Peter was encouraged in his vocation in 1999. And reading his essay 23 years later, I was challenged 
and changed in my own choices and vocation right now. What we do or fail to do makes a difference. Faith is being sure about the things for which we hope, the reality of what we do not now see, even in ourselves and in one another, and should impact our choices. Living by faith does not mean that we're not afraid or anxious, that we never fail or suffer or hurt others, but it does mean that we know, as it says in Hebrews, that God has prepared a better place for us and is working for good with and through us. And when we cry out, how long, dear Savior, oh, how long, or in my vernacular, are we there yet? We are held and loved and invited to communion with Christ and one another, to share bread for the journey, to remember that the better country we desire is the place that inhabits us. Thanks be to God.
You've been listening to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. Wherever you're located, we'd love for you to take a next step in growing in faith in this community. Our online worship is at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings on Facebook, YouTube, and on our website at epworthberkeley.org. Or you can fill out an online connect card at epworthberkeley.org backslash connect. Have a great week.